Welcome to Two Cents Worth. This is an extra bonus episode about homeschooling. Well, we're all about homeschooling at the moment and some parents are nailing it and some parents might be a little bit stressed. So I thought I would get Bianca Rizguala on to talk to us about doing distance education. Good morning, Bianca. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. Thank you for having me today. Great to have you on the podcast. Now, just tell us a little bit about you and your involvement in distance education. So I'm a teacher and um, I have, aside from homeschooling my own children for a time, I currently work in distance education, which I love. So um, that's something that I'm pretty passionate about. So... Everybody's being thrust into doing and educating their children and becoming a part-time teacher, so to speak, which obviously is fairly daunting for some. Have you got some tips and some ideas that could help parents not be so stressed about it? Well, it's an interesting situation and I think um, a lot of parents probably feel like all of the pressure is you know, on them to carry this thing through and and be the the educator for their children. And realistically, um, you know, in a in a in a homeschooling situation, um, before this all happened, before this this crisis, um, homeschooling is really something that parents think a lot about, and they plan for it, and they select curriculum um, that's going to work for their family. This situation is really quite different, and. Uh, I think what parents need to remember is that they don't have to do it all. This is something that is going to be planned for them. They don't have to go and do the research. Teachers have been preparing, at least in Queensland, they've had a few weeks to really uh, practice their Zoom skills, collating you know, the best ways of presenting information to their students. And they're, they're prepared. Um, they're much more prepared than we think they are. So I think that we need to rest assured knowing that the teachers have got it under control. It's going to be probably the first at least week or two will be um, interesting because it'll be the first time that the teachers have got their whole class on Zoom and um, the excitement of all of that. But I think we need to um, give them the benefit of the doubt that they've got this under control. And But we need to be flexible too. I suppose it, it's by the sounds of it, from from what I've seen in 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 the media, it's really that the the schools are still going to be educating the children. the The role of the parent is a bit like a a, a supervisor a, um, sort of role, isn't it? It's just to make sure yeah, that yeah, the kids are, are are being part of the class, isn't it? That's right. I think it's really important that um, we look at it that, from that perspective that. Um, if we can make sure that kids are on their um, their Zoom lessons or whatever platform the school happens to be using, if we can make sure that they're um, up and fed and dressed and, you know, have their computer set up so they're ready to Zoom, that they're not in their PJs, that they have brushed their teeth and hair and that they're ready for listening and learning, uh, the teachers will, they will be the ones that will um, set them up for the day and, and give them the tasks that they want them to do, uh, then it'll be a matter of checking that your children are following that and that they are 
getting that work done. But the reality of it is, you know, the, the children are at home. They're distanced from their teacher. So there's only so much that teachers can do. So the focus from what I can gather is going to be uh, particularly English and maths focused. And then um, children will be, you know, set tasks each day and they'll they'll go about set about doing those. They'll have some um, of their textbooks probably at home. Teachers might teach something and then they'll go and um, complete the pages in their textbook. So parents can really have a look. Often in those textbooks you'll find that the actual concept is already taught in the book. It has little pictures and little speech bubbles and it gives you examples on how to do it and it's all step by step. So even if you're not sure on how it's all done or how teachers do it these days, um, it's all there for you to read through and the children, more often than not, they already know what they're doing. It's always just small incremental um, progressive steps. So it's not a, a whole brand new thing. They've already learnt something before it and this is what's coming next. So it shouldn't be something that's all brand new. Um, it'll be building blocks, you know, step by step on the last thing they've already learnt. Um, and, yeah, so you're not going to have to plan lessons or anything like that. I think um, when this all first started, I think a lot of parents went, whoa, I'm going to have to plan what my kids are going to learn and mark them and give them grades and be on top of everyone. But it's going to be quite a bit more casual than we think with just math and English focus. And then the great thing is that really leaves the rest of the time open for incidental learning, um, things that they don't often get to do like cooking and maybe learning. Some of the older kids might be learning about um, how to put oil in the car or change a tyre, do some cooking, do some planting, gardening, creating some some things like sewing or uh, woodwork. A lot of those things aren't done as much, particularly art. So there's lots of things that can be done that are great fun. The whole family can do them together. So it doesn't really matter what age groups you have in your family. Those sorts of things can be done together, as well as watching documentaries or learning a language, um, learning about cultures and other, other countries, looking at the countries on the maps and um you know, what is it, what's the national dress? What money do they use? What foods do they eat? What customs do they have? Um, what languages do they speak? So there's so many interesting things that families can be doing together alongside what the teachers have prepared for math and English. It's more about getting a few more life skills, really, isn't it? It sure is. It's a great opportunity for mums and dads and, and grandparents or whoever's around to really connect and teach some of those things to their kids. I think we've lost that a little bit, do you think? Yeah, look, I agree. I, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, I'm not a school teacher, um, and I understand that uh, some parents would be, you know, really sort of freaked out about all this. But it, it's, as I said earlier, it's more about supervising what they're getting from from the schooling, from their teachers, and then working with the kids, giving them a little bit of help if they need it while they do that. And then, as you said, when when the formal part's over, there's still a little bit of time to do some life skills, as you said, like, you know, putting oil in the car or learning how to change the tyre or learn how to start a lawnmower, the sort of things that we, if we went back a lot of generations, that was the sort of thing that went on a lot. But because of modern technology, 
the kids today have other things that they do now instead of that. And I think it's a good way to reintroduce that life skill thing. It is. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I definitely agree on that. The other thing is um, that if we, as parents looking after our children at home, we know our children best. We know what makes them tick. And for some parents, uh, maybe it'll be a bit of a surprise when they realise, oh, my child can't do that. Shouldn't they be able to do that by now? But we have to remember that children all learn at different rates, just as toddlers learn to walk at different ages and learn to speak at different ages. They will learn their times tables at different stages. Just because they all learn them at the same time doesn't mean that they will grasp them and remember them and be able to put them into practice at the same time. So even if you come across things you think your child should be able to do, just um, you know, give them a little bit of grace. They will get it eventually if they haven't already got it. It's not time to um, start filling all the holes. Just just go along with them. And I think the most important thing is that we go into this with a bit of um, a relaxed approach. We're going to need to be flexible. There's going to be times where we think we know how this is going to work, but um, sometimes we will need to make changes. Sometimes that will come from the teacher's end, maybe. Um, sometimes it will come from the home end. But I think it would be a good idea to, at least before we all start, is to have um, a plan. Know when your child's Zoom lessons are going to be and make a timetable, particularly if you have lots of children. If you have more than two, that's lots because three children plus and they're all on Zoom on different computers and they all have different tasks to be done. You'll need to be checking the their emails from the teachers and just knowing what is um, being expected of them for that day or that week. Not so much the high schoolers will um, have set tasks that they will be doing and they're much more capable of getting that done and knowing what they have to do and where to find the tools and um, those sorts of things to get those things done. But the younger ones are going to be the ones that need the most help. But if we make this fun, if we get in there and we... We look at, um, oh, my child's learning about measuring. Let's get out the measuring cups. They're having a bit of trouble with it, or even if they're not, let's just make it fun. Let's get out some coloured water and um, and measure 750 mils. And do you think one litre is bigger or smaller? You know, Just do a bit of practical with them. If they're learning about time, get out a clock. Let them, um, if, it, you know, if you can get to the hands and move the hands, or make a clock. Make a clock out of paper and really practice it if that's something that they haven't grasped yet maybe make it more practical where in a typical classroom setting they might not always be able to do that with so many children and different behavioural issues. Um, those kinds of, of experiences are going to be long-lasting. And I think when kids actually do physical hands-on um, activities, they retain the information so much better, particularly if they're building that relationship with you at the same time. It's an experience rather than a lesson. So getting out all those practical things, make 3D shapes, mix some colours. And parents, it's such a great time to be able to be involved with your kids' learning. Do some art with them. Don't just set it up for them, but actually sit down and do it with them. Get creative yourself. And when they see how enthusiastic you are, they're going to be so much more enthusiastic themselves and they're going to um, open up their minds to all the possibilities of, of the things that they can do. I actually see that, that whilst this is not a good situation 
for us all to be in, in some ways I see that there's some definite benefits in it because I think it's going to form a much stronger bond with with parents and children, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I definitely believe that's the case. You know, families are so busy at the moment, aren't we? I mean, we're rushing off to work in the morning. Everybody's quick, 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 get dressed, eat your breakfast, pack your lunch, get all your books in the car, off to school, and then when we pick that they've gone all day, we pick them up, or sometimes we don't. Sometimes they go home on their own and parents come home later in the day or they go to after-school care or we're driving them around to swimming and soccer and ballet and gymnastics and piano lessons and all those things and then we're rushing to get dinner on the table and then it's quick, quick, get the home homework done, um, good night, kiss and off to bed. So our lives have, I think, in a lot of families, this is a slow time. We're slowing down the pace of life a bit. It's not a bad thing. We're reconnecting with our families. We're looking at what are the important things? What are the priorities at the moment? Is it to be the best swimmer or is it to be healthy and happy and connected to our family? And um, it's time to slow down, read some books, um, draw some flowers, <laughs> go in the garden, go on a walk as a family. And, um, and yeah, reconnect, as you said. It's a wonderful time to be able to do that. I like also, too, what you said earlier is that Monday to Friday when it's going to be the school days, you, you sort of get up at the normal time, you have your breakfast, you go and brush your teeth, you get dressed. Um, I mean, I, I've heard that some schools uh, are actually saying that they want the kids to put their school uniforms on so when they um, get online, teachers see that they're in their school uniform and it, and it sort of sets the mindset, doesn't it, that, okay, now I'm going through this the schooling bit, I'm, I'm studying, I'm learning new things, I've got a, some work to do and then at, later on in the day you can go out and do some of the more outdoor activities um, and it, 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 it sort of keeps it as normal as we possibly can. Yeah, it does. I think it separates the day a little bit. You've got your time to do some learning, you've got some break times um, and then you've got your afternoons to do whatever. But, you know, in being flexible, it also means that if something comes up during the day that you really wanted to do, um, you can leave the whatever it is that was planned and do it later on. Um, so that's the great thing about schooling from home. Obviously, the Zoom lessons are scheduled times, but from what I can gather, some of the teachers are a bit flexible. So if there was something that you need to go and do, you can watch the recording and then continue with the learning. So that's a really good um, aspect um, something that I wanted to talk about was um, the screen time. And I know it's it's um, really tempting for kids to be watching lots of TV and playing video games and Zooming with their friends. And all those things are really good in moderation. But I think particularly for the, um, the senior kids, well, everybody really, but um, that they are getting out and having some fresh air, that they are doing other things not on screen. Um, so that's something... As, along with a probably a bit of a contentious issue is that they're getting enough sleep. Some of the teenagers might be uh, inclined to watch movies up late and really lose track of the time. And while their their bodies are growing and changing at such a, a big rate, they really need you know a good eight <laughs> minimum of eight hours sleep. So um, it's a good idea to limit um, the use of technology in the bedroom so that you know that they are getting a good sleep particularly those 11s and 12s who, at the moment, the younger ones can sort of get away with doing a bit less. 
Um, but the 11s and 12s have got really got to keep up. And um, if they're not getting adequate sleep and they're not getting enough exercise, they're going to end up being stressed because they won't be able to focus properly. And that's going to be a whole whirlwind of problems in itself. So that, I think that's a really important thing, getting that exercise and getting plenty of sleep and healthy food, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something else I, I think we've got to think about is that when it comes to perhaps lunchtime, it's a case of instead of, as we used to, make the sandwiches first, pack our lunch, whatever, head off to school, the break we have over lunch, we can actually be making, getting the kids to make their own sandwiches or make their own lunch. Yeah, uh, cool. And it's, it's a good break from the studying uh, and it's learning a life skill at the same time. So you're still actually learning, but it, it doesn't feel like it's learning. It is. It's a great time to reconnect, and it's probably a really good time, particularly if, if um, some of the parents could be working from home. So uh, that would be a really good time to get together, regroup everybody, check where everyone's at, have a bit of a discussion about what's been happening between the kids and be, you know, checking in to make sure that they are eating something healthy. But, yeah, they're learning a life skill. The little ones might be able to help as well. And um, that's uh, a really good sort of family bonding time to all come together and, and eat, have a meal together in the middle of the day. Well, thanks for your time, Bianca. I appreciate your time with us. And I hope that what we've chatted about will help some parents de-stress, relax, and actually enjoy this opportunity to be part of schooling their children. Well, thanks for having me. Now, I'm about to chat with Tamara Stiller. She's got a household of six children, and she's about to become a homeschooler like so many of you. So I thought, Tamara thinks she's got it all sorted. So I thought, right, we need to have a chat. G'day, Tamara. Hi, Shane. I'm laughing because I so don't think I've got it all sorted, but thank you for the vote of confidence. (laughs) All right. Now you, you've got some some great ideas, and and you've done a you've planned to what you're going to do for this homeschooling. So let let's talk about it. Let's first of all let's sort of set the picture here. We've got six children. What are their ages and their sex? Okay, so we really have um, a couple of young adults now. So our eldest is not far from turning twenty, and he is at home with us at the moment. Um, we then have an 18-year-old who's doing an internship and then we have our 16-year-old, 14-year-old, 10-year-old and three-and-a-half-year-old. That's a really good mixture. It sure is. And we've got three boys and three girls. So, And it goes boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. Uh, so the dynamics within our household, are they're a little crazy. I mean, if anyone's going to know about chaos and managing chaos, I, I, think, um, I think I'm think i up there. <laughs> okay. So what what have you thought about and, and, and what plans have you put in place to try and make this all go so smoothly? Okay. So first of all, I'm well aware that within our large family, Family dynamics are just that. They're dynamic. Our relationships are um, unique to each one of us. And, of course, when you look at the combinations of relationships in a family unit, it can get messy. 
Now, we have a lot of laughter, we have a lot of love in our household, but the reality of the day-to-day and managing living in such close proximity to one another, um, I wanted to give a little bit of thought to that to avoid more chaos. So what we thought about is um, we've definitely planned our home. We have a nice, large home. I think anybody here in Australia, we're living in this amazing country. Even when we feel like we don't have a whole lot, we've all got a lot. And so what we've done is we've... Uh, looked at our home and how we can designate certain areas as zones because home is now going to be home. Home is now going to be school. Home is now going to be work. And it's going to be where we, you know, we relax, where we play, where we, everything is going to be happening from home. So we have really put in place um, converting our garage is number one. We've converted our garage to a space that we can close the door on school at the end of the day. Now, we've put down some, um, uh, they're not highly attractive, but we put down some um, carpet squares to create a warmer space, put the um, designated areas in for each of the kids so they have a desk. And our hope is that by separating that from the rest of the home, when their quote-unquote school day finishes, they can come home, they can relax and have that separation. Um, Another idea, I suppose, how we've planned is to make sure that we have a very strong routine in place. And I'm not talking about not being able to be relaxed about that all. We can still take a walk when we want to. We can change our uh, our routine when, when it suits. But generally, we want to know who's doing which jobs each day, what tasks around the house, just to keep things orderly and to keep things as calm as possible. Um, Another thing that we've done is definitely thought about when in the day are we most efficient. You know, we tend to wake up and the kids are full of energy and they're ready to go early in the morning. My husband, so Adam definitely works well through the day. I'm a real early riser. I love being up at 4 and 5 a.m. So I'm actually going to be doing my work work early in the morning before the family get up. So we're trying to tag team, I guess. We're getting really good at that over over the years with six kids. Tag team um, when one's on with the kids, the other can be doing work. And then, hey, you know what? I'm about to lose it. I'm losing my patience. Tag team, you're up. And we we try to work together in in ways like that. Um, Yeah, so they're they're just a couple of the ways that we've, we've planned. So this this space you've created in the garage is basically you've you've set up like a, a little ecosystem of schooling, really, haven't you? So it's 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 the area where the kids know for the time being when we're in here, this is school time, this is learning time, and then they can leave that area, go into another part of the house, and they're home. They're no longer at school. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think what we're wanting to do, we've put plants in there. We've created it to be really, we're still working on it this afternoon um, before we get started uh, homeschooling. But the the school that we are with, everything will be online. They'll have Zoom meetings. They'll then um, be given set tasks. So there's a lot of, a lot of the work is already done. I think what my job is, is to make sure that the home is um, in order and that there is just peace, that there is just some flow to our day so that we all know where we're moving. And 
one of the things I like about having this designated space is that they'll be near one another, which means they don't feel alone. You know, they, they can look across the room and see, hey, we're all in this together. Um, that may prove to not work out the way that I hoped, but for the moment, we're going to give it a go. So you and Adam are going to play tag in the, in the schooling side of things. Is that right? Yeah. Look, I mean, after 20 years of being a mum now, I certainly have – there have been seasons that have been really tricky with young children, and I really don't feel – I don't feel like I'm in the toughest season of my life, put it that way. So I really um, do understand those those years when you have lots of young, young little ones, toddlers and babies. That can be really intense. So I think what, what is going to be great at the moment is that as the kids are needing our energy, the thing we need to be mindful of is how can we be focused, how can we use our energy effectively, and how can we work with our strengths? Because I'm not a school teacher. I'm a mum. I'm not... I'm not here to be brilliant at educating them, but I am here to love them through this season, support them, encourage them. And I know that I can be fun. I can be, um, you know, energetic. I can be encouraging where somebody else might be incredible at at being able to help them with academics. For me, by the time my kids are grade three, I'm like, you know what? You're going to have to ask a teacher. Um, So (laughs) work with your friends. You know, when they say, well, Oh, they, I'll forget. Anyway, they seriously, so you come home with some things sometimes and you think, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So I think that at this time, whether you are already a homeschooling family, whether you are not used to it, whether I think the big thing is going to be for a lot of families working from home while having the kids at home, that's a real juggle because work is – you know, it's a serious thing that needs to get done, but our kids need their education and they need to know, um, you know, that they're, they're okay. They need to know what to expect. So I think communication in, within the family unit is really important at the moment. Yeah, I agree. And, and funnily enough, I, I was having a look at the uh, uh, Queensland Education Department website and they've actually got a section on there which I think is really good and helpful for parents. I don't know whether you've had a chance to have a have a look at it or not, but if you go to education.qld.gov.au um, and then you'll look across on the tabs and you'll see there's one that says curriculum. Now, yeah. if, you, if you hover over that, it opens up to learning at home. Now, if you yeah. click on learning at home and go to that, there's a whole heap of information for the various subjects and, of course, they've launched this part of the website to, to help parents at home with doing the homeschooling. There's PDFs that they can download uh, with guidelines and that sort of thing to help them and general information about how the schools will be reacting with the children and sending information through via Zoom, through an email or even mailing out books and that sort of thing to them. So I do encourage parents to go and have a look at that site. It's very good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they will keep that updated. The Department of Education, obviously, they know what they're talking about. And sometimes it's not that we don't know what to do when we're overwhelmed or we're not feeling real creative. Um, we just need to read something that inspires that um, that part of us, you know, read something, be inspired by the activities we can do. Uh, and not only that, remember that this isn't, we're not, we're not at home to, to um, be educating our children over eight hours. 
the reality is the amount of work they have to do is going to be completed in a far shorter amount of time. And this is a great opportunity for us to connect with our kids, teach them skills that we already know, things that we are passionate about that we'd love to pass on to them. Um, yeah, so I, I think we, we need to just focus on the the strengths of this season and um, really enjoy it for all that we can. And I think probably the best piece of advice I could offer someone would be to take a leaf out of your book and have the excitement and motivation about the whole thing and say, let's let's actually do this rather than stress about it. Don't stress about it. Embrace it because at the end of a few weeks, you might suddenly find, hey, I'm really enjoying this. That's very, very true. And I think too, be sure that you've got support. Don't do it alone. Um, I know that for us, um, for Adam and I, you know, we enjoy being creative. We're going to take photos of, and, and make memories of this. We're going to keep in touch with friends and do our Zoom calls. And um, we've even got a group that we're that we've put together, and we're we're calling it our ISO survival crew. So while we're in isolation, we're going to share those moments together. And you know, it might be successes. It might be when we're feeling we're frustrated. Just to know you're not alone. We're all in this together. And you might actually see a photo of somebody doing something with their family and you suddenly go, hey, I can try that, and it helps turn things around for them. Absolutely. And remember, people will also share those highlights because there are other moments where it's not going so swimmingly. So don't get get stuck on seeing everybody look like they're homeschooling perfection because that's not the reality. We're all going to have great moments and beautiful memories we're also going to get, get um, it's going to get a little chaotic. It may get frustrating at times, but it's a great opportunity for us to connect as families, get to know each other in a way that maybe we haven't for a while because of the busyness of life. And, um, and you know what, we're going to emerge out of this with some really amazing positives. I suppose it's a real case of uh, sharing, enjoying and being part of the good, the bad and the ugly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, Tamara, well, look, thanks for your time. Um, I like the idea of what you're doing, especially with setting up the special zone at home for kids to to be able to have an area where they go to study and and do the schooling and then they can walk away from it and it's it's way out of sight. It's not not in their bedroom. It's not crowding their normal social life. Exactly. And because we can't get out in the way that we usually could, that is going to be more important than ever. So bring it right back down. Make sure that there are spaces that are designated for rest and relaxation. And there's those areas where when they come to, it's purely about fun and play. Uh, and, And I think by just separating those zones, we can be a little more efficient and effective in the task that we've got coming up. Best of luck with it, Tamara. Talk to you again soon. Bye for now. Bye. To have your two cents worth, join us next week. See you then.